The Mac Attack podcast is sponsored in part by FAMS Printing, your source for screen printing and embroidered apparel. From school teams to businesses big and small, FAMS Printing does it all. FAMS can even set you up with your very own web store. Visit our website at www.famsprinting.com and ask how they can give your next order the primo stamp of approval. I'm Zach Clark. And I'm Zach Hayes. This is your home for the most competitive football in the state of Michigan. This is your home for the most comprehensive coverage week in and week out. This is the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. This is the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. Well, Zach, we finally arrived. It is time. Mac Red Play begins Friday. This is the moment we were waiting for. Things start to hit the fan now. Chips get shoved in the middle. Games become far more consequential. Last week, we previewed six games. This week, it's only three. Hey, we don't have as much work to do. That's right. I was actually pretty satisfied. But we will talk about all three matchups, and we'll have a conversation with Stevenson head coach Justin Newcomb. Tuno on the road, but they do have some questions to address. They do have Romeo this week, so we'll get all of that from Justin Newcomb a little bit later. Now, Zach, it's time for my favorite part and yours, power rankings. Let's just dive right into it, Zach. You lead the pack. I would love to. So I'll go one through six. And to everybody's extreme disappointment, I have no ties this week. I I did it one through six. I couldn't take any more shame from the man sitting across from me. I'll leave you alone this week. I I saw you pondering the three-way tie, and I'll I'll just let you roll into it. I feel like I could have put a three-way tie in there, but I didn't do it. Chippewa Valley at the top. State champs. Best team in the state, maybe. I mean, they are just rolling. I've got Romeo at two. That was also an easy decision for me. Romeo's off to a, a great start. Maybe as good as a start as anybody. And then you talk about good starts. I've got Stevenson at three. Now, I know they have some question marks, and we're going to talk about those. But they're undefeated. They're 2-0 on the road. Big quarterback question. But right now, for me, they're at number three. Eisenhower's number four. It's hard to have Ike as low as they are. Defense has been so, so good. Seven points in two games. And then talk about low. I mean, I've got Dakota at five. And, I mean, I had to ask myself, you know, is this real life? And you look at Orchard Lake, St. Mary's. They've shot up the rankings, too. That was Dakota's only loss to start the season. You know, I've got Anchor Bay. And, sadly, that was an easy one, too. They just they've got to learn how to finish. So, Chip, Romeo, Stevenson, Ike, Dakota, Anchor Bay. Much like last week, our lists look very similar, but there is some variation in the middle here. I've got Chip at number one. I think they're rolling. I think that's the obvious number one spot for the Mac Red. Also, Romeo coming in. We thought it was going to be a bigger game than they than it actually was in week two against Port here on Northern, but they handled them no problem, so they stay at number two for me. Number Here's three, the difference. Number three, I have Ike. Ike was number three on my list last week. They did what I expected them to do, come out. On the offensive end, they struck hard and they shut out their opponent still with that strong defense. So they're staying at number three for me. Stevenson four, they squeaked past Lakeview. They just got by. Two games to start on the road at 2-0. That deserves to get a move up. I had them at five last week, which is why I boosted them to four. 2-0 on the road. That's impressive. That leaves Dakota at five. I know that's a tough one because I think this is a really good Dakota team. And as we get into MAC play... I think they will see that ranking go up, but I'm basing this off of the first two weeks. Then, unfortunately, at the bottom, somebody's got to be there. It's Anchor Bay. They needed those two early season wins, and they didn't get them. Enough said right there. You had Eisenhower at three. You weren't going to drop them 
after the week they had in week two, they shut Cousin out 44 nothing. So if you had him there last week, it'd be How hard. How could I move him? No, I no, couldn't. No, I, I agree. Here's one question that I have for you. What's the gap between one and two? And what's the gap between two and three? And I know we don't do it like this. There's no sure. margin. But like, how close are Romeo and Chip? Right now, yeah, right I now. don't... Th- I don't think it's very close. I agree. I, I think you're going to see Chip stand out the entire season, even though their first game against Ike, that's going to be a true test. We'll talk about that later in the show because at, that's going to be at Chip. It's going to be a, an important game, definitely. And then the gap between two and three is where it gets closer as we get into Mac play. Romeo has been a standout. They looked great their first two games, but have they truly been tested yet? That Port here on Northern team wasn't as good as I think we were building them up totally. to be. I think we, they were that night. a little overrated. So this is when we get into that Mac red play that Romeo is truly going to be tested. So two, three, four, five, all those spots are going to fluctuate throughout the entire Mac red season. That's what I'm predicting. You talk about too much hype for poor here on Northern. And, you know, I think people like me are responsible for that. You know, you're like, oh, man, you know, this team's tops in the division. And I don't want to be disrespectful, but I do have to remember it's the blue. It's not the white. It's not the red. But you look at some of the individual players that Port here on Northern has. and You look at the way they're structured. I did expect more. And you're right. We'll learn more about them as the season goes. But there's not a hotly contested debate here, Zach, even though you and I are different. I think it's because, again, if this was a marathon or a car race like we're at the beginning everybody's still bunched up they're still in a pack nobody's made their move yet though Chippewa Valley they're already out front because you know they've won 16 times in a row sure it's like we got this weird like mac red sandwich where you got the the chip is the the top bread and then anchor bays on your bottom piece and then you got everything in between that can change at any given moment depending on what happens on any Friday night I think we're going to see a lot of that start to happen maybe not so much in week three but definitely week four week Let's talk about week three here uh, in just a minute. But before we get that, I want to reflect a little bit on week two. I want to look a little bit ahead on week three, but we're not going to do it alone. I went out and spoke with Stevenson Titan head coach Justin Newcomb, and he's got a lot on his plate right now. Take a listen. Coach, out of the gate, you're 2-0. Not only that, but you're 2-0 on the road. It sets the tone, and you guys got to feel pretty good. It's a great start with all the off-season prep work that goes into it to start off on the right foot. Uh, it's exciting for the kids. It's an exciting time around school. We talked about Giovanni Ohati. I, I still can't believe he just turned 16 years old, but with him up front and the rest of your guys – toe in that offensive line the rushing game has been strong talk about the the concert between the offensive line and the backfield because it's been working very well offensively speaking rushing the ball has been a strength so far for us this year and we got to continue to work on that because it's not going to get any easier here in right. this part of the schedule so right. we got to continue to lean on guys like Giovanni and Sal Madonna and Connor Everton Nate Wardia Joe Lombardo we got to have those guys ready to go playing at a high level our running backs Nick Wingfield and Tony Shoemate and George Kwiatkowski we're going to need to get those guys going here Jordan Ramsey came out of the game in week two how is he doing? Those are scary moments. Absolutely. I talked to him and his father, both mom and dad, this weekend. He's doing much better. Good spirits, was hanging out with the guys on Saturday, and they all got together, watched the Michigan game together. So, yeah, Jordan's doing good right now. Going forward, what's the backup plan, and how much have you guys worked on that? I mean, obviously you work on a variety of scenarios, but, I mean, camp just ended. It's only week three. Yeah, you know, you're never really ready when that starter goes down, and it happened to us there in week two, and Dylan Kleinedler stepped in. 
masterfully. He came in and orchestrated us and got us going on track and was able to complete some big passes in that game to separate us and hold on to the victory. So it was good for him and good to see him compete. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the defense has been excellent. I mean, 14 points total in two weeks. When you take a step back... What impresses you most about the way the defense is played? Well, first of all, defensive coordinator Carmine Madonna, first-year D.C., starting full first-year D.C., has done an incredible job with this. You know, 14 points here on the year in the first two games against two pretty good offenses. And our defense is the strength of the team. We are a defensive football team. That's what we want to be known for, tough nose, fly-around defense, and our guys have shown that here the first two weeks. 2-0, and but you wouldn't be a coach if you couldn't answer this question, where do you still need to get better? We got to get better on the offensive side of the football. You know, we got to be able to move the ball more consistently and get more consistent play up front. I know the kids are excited about getting at it and uh, getting back to work this weekend's Romeo. How about getting back home? It'll be nice. Finally get back to Runkle Field and the student section will be ready to go. We got a big taste fest that same evening and the community's coming out and it should be a hot atmosphere that night. So we're excited about it. Romeo off to a big start. What do you see? Yeah, Romeo has just been a pillar of consistency year in and year out for the last 10 to 12 years. Uh, Coach Ryan has done such a great job in preparing his team, and you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a strong defensive effort, guys are flying around on the football, and offensively, that offensive line that they have is as good as I've seen. They really come at you. You know, they're downfield blocking, taking shots at safeties, and uh, it's an exciting brand of football to watch them play when you turn the tape on. What do you guys have to do? What does Sterling Heights Stevenson need to do if y'all are to win? When you look back on Saturday, what will you done we got to take care of the football and we got to win the turnover battle that's number one we got to get some shots and when we do we got to execute i think playing good defense we got to tackle exceptionally well they got some guys that can fly it's about as well balanced of a team that we're going to see this year a quarterback is really good they got a receiver that can run the post route incredibly and we got to play defense well tackle well and get some turnovers to look back on saturday with the victory certainly every game is important but now we turn the heat up i mean now this is mac red play i mean this is where the chips get pushed into the middle certainly you felt good coming out of camp you're 2-0 now how do you feel like this team is ready to start mac play well this is what it's all about when you get into the mac red this is the one of the best divisions in the state and you get excited here for us in the next three weeks and in, in our matchups what we have and, and our kids they're, they're chomping at the bit to get out there and show everybody just how hard they've worked and they're ready to be uh, spoken of the same as the top teams in the in the red you talk about last season you wanted to play a meaningful football game at the end and you did this year for you guys the way you've set yourself up so far you could be playing meaningful football every week and that's got to be exciting too week in week out every game is meaningful uh, there's no let up and uh, it's exciting because you're never out of it and and you're always going to be in it and every week is a week closer to playing that meaningful game in november Hey, Coach, thanks for the time. Good luck this week. I appreciate it, Zach. Thank you. You heard from Coach Justin Newcomb at Stevenson, and we're going to talk a little bit about their matchup, their first home game of the season against Romeo. But first, our Week 3 Game of the Week. Eisenhower and Chippewa Valley. Zach, you and I talked about this when we were getting ready for this episode, and there wasn't much of a conversation. I think maybe last week you could have made a bid for Romeo and Stevenson, but we'll tell you why that didn't happen in a few minutes. Eisenhower, we've struggled a little bit with them, especially after week one. You know, they came out and poured it on Cousineau in week two. They've only allowed one touchdown. And for Chippewa Valley, I mean, this is where the rubber meets the road. It's 16 games in a row, and they look like they picked up right where they left off last season. We're not looking to jinx anyone here, but you kind of like think in your head, you're like, something's got to happen sooner or later where we see a mistake made or something happen, or a team, the opponent just comes out and performs better. And with Eisenhower's defense, 
displaying the performance that they've had, I think that's where Chippewa Valley starts to get tested. Can their run game perform against this defense? Can someone like Harris have another breakthrough game and beat up on the Eisenhower Eagles, or do they just completely shut them down and now Chippewa Valley scrambling to put up big points. I think it's going to be a lot closer than some of their previous games. This has been the Myron Harris show for Chippewa Valley so far. You look at last week, what do you have, like 12 carries and 175 yards? That's absurd. I'm not good at math, but when you're looking over 10 yards a pop there, if you're averaging a first down every time you touch the ball, I'm going to go ahead and give you the golf clap right there. I mean, sure, sure. Eisenhower's defense, though, has been so stingy. If we're going to go like inception, like the game of the week inside the game of the week <laughs> is the chip offense and Myron Harris, with all due respect to Kalka, the quarterback, it's Harris and that Ike defense. Look, for Eisenhower, Blake Rastig has been good at quarterback. I'm really excited for this game. In my, Still players in my, everywhere. In my head, I'm playing this out. One of two things can happen. Either... Chippewa just destroys Eisenhower, and now we're talking like, okay, there's no doubt about it. They're the top team in the state. Or Eisenhower comes out and surprises Chippewa Valley, and now we're saying, what the heck's going on in the Mac Red right now? Our rankings are shot for next week. Here's what I don't think happens. I don't think Eisenhower blows out Chippewa. I think we can throw that one out the window. I think if there is going to be a blowout in this game, or if, if one team will be able to mount a sizable lead and hold it, I think it will be Chippewa, especially because the game is at Chip. But I really think, Zach, the state champs are going to be tested. I, I do not think this game will be easy for Chippewa. I mean, the last time they were tested was in November, right? They beat Clarkston by a point in the state title game. They handled Celine. I mean, Roseville is what it is. I kind of looked at this as who's going to last all four quarters. We talk about finishing. We talked about that a lot after week two's games. And when you talk about finishing... Chippewa Valley is that tested team that's been through the ringer and that knows how to win games. When you win a state championship, you better believe that you know how to win games. If this is a close match, I think it's going to be that tenacity that finishes the game and really sets Chippewa Valley apart. And from my end, they're walking away with a win this week. I'm taking Chippewa Valley too, and I'm going to do it for some of the same reasons that you've mentioned. One of them is Myron Harris. I mean, he's just been flat out excellent. Two... Like you said, this knowing what it feels like and what it takes to win has served them well. And here's the other one, Zach. I think you're right that who is going to have that gut check in the fourth quarter? I look across to Chippewa and I see 30 seniors. Yeah. yeah they, you know what I mean? Like, wh what am I supposed to do? I do want to take a second here because we've got our Twitter feed. We kind of put out, we said, how about Myron Harris for player of the week when yeah. MLive was putting it out there? And his response was, Stay hungry, stay humble. And I thought that was such an impressive attitude from somebody who is on the biggest stage that they've ever been on right now, a young high school kid, to have that attitude. So regardless of what happens on the field, shout out to him and that attitude because that's going to get you far. And that's impressive to me. That's one of the things that makes high school sports so great is egos exist everywhere. And I'm not saying that there aren't egotistical high school kids. Good Lord, they're everywhere. But there's this different vibe when you look at the spectrum of football. Go back to when you're you know, eight, nine years old playing Pop Warner, whatever, middle school, high school, college, pros. By the time you get to the pros, everything is so professional. It's a job. And in college, these kids are auditioning for those jobs. 
High school football, the goal in any game is always to win, but there's just something inside of high school football to me that draws me in, and it's things like you just said right there. It's people like Myron Harris. It's the kids that make up the MAC, the kids that make up the MAC Red. That's why this is so much fun to do. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. So let's move a little bit across Macomb County. We're going to go out to Runkle Field where Stevenson will welcome Romeo. And Zach, this is the first time Stevenson's been home all year long. You heard it from Coach Newcomb. I mean, they're going to be excited. They finally made it back home. And they're coming in with a two and O win loss. So this is going to be an important game for them because their spirits have to be high right now. And they got to feel great. You went on the road twice. You're two and O. You come back home. You get a shot at Romeo. Here's the thing, Zach. The winner of this game is going to be in a fabulous spot. The winner of the game is going to be three and O. Winner of the game is going to be one and O in the MAC Red. This game is very important. There's a fork in the road at the season for both these teams right here, right now. This is the battle of the undefeateds right now. Yeah, it's early in the season, but these are your what two of the I think two of, two the, of three. the three that are undefeated in the MAC. Somebody's going to walk away with their first loss. If you're Stevenson with your first game at home of the season, coming off that two and O start, is Romeo the team you want to see standing across from you? No, I, <laughs> not I after the way they've performed. The answer to that question would be no for anybody. This is the Mac Red. You don't want to see any of these teams. It's so difficult week in and week out. This three week stretch here of Mac Red play is going to be a grind for everybody. And, you know, it's a tough road right now for the Titans without Jordan Ramsey, who came out of the game last week, their starting quarterback. And I'll say this Dylan Kleinedler stepped in nicely through a touchdown pass in relief. We know Ramsey's not going to play this week, and that does make things very difficult. Though, if we're judging based on just what we've seen this season, Clint Edler stepped in beautifully and played as well as at least as Ramsey has in the early going. I'm getting flashbacks of the movie Varsity Blues. Yes. You know, James Vanderbeek coming off the, the bench after the quarterback gets injured and who knows, maybe uh, maybe they'll make a run here with their new quarterback. Though, I will say if, if that's the case, things don't bode well for Justin Newcomb. They'll tear his statue down. The question becomes then, Zach, if that's the case, what book was Dylan kind of the reading inside of his playbook during practice? Remember, he comes out, rips the book and throws it away. Oh, that's a good question. I'll have to ask him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll find out. If I want to be compared to anybody, let it be the beak. What a great comparison. How do we get back on track? I'm not even sure. <laughs> Romeo has dominated this season in the trenches. They've not allowed any offensive rhythm. I know that the backup came in and did a good job for Stevenson. But Romeo has done such a good job of keeping their opponents offensively off balance. So I think it would have been difficult for Ramsey. I think it's going to be twice as hard for Klein. The good news is for Dylan, he got some reps in last week's game. And he has all week to lead the first team reps in practice. But Romeo's controlled the tempo offensively. And if they're able to shut down Stevenson's offense, Romeo's just going to sit on the ball all night long. And it's very difficult for opponents to stop that. And can the Titans disrupt it? Can they lean on the run game and Giovanni Alhadi up front, who is just, by the way, just turned 16 years old? I still can't get that out of my head. The kid is huge. They're going to give Romeo's defensive line the best challenge that they've seen yet. Yeah, I think it's going to be much closer than the previous games for Romeo. I still think Romeo is walking away with a victory. It's their first game on the road. I don't think they're going to blow out Stevenson by any means. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think they're going to be able to go into Stevenson, go into Runkle Field, and walk away with a win. I, I've got Romeo in this one. I think the dogs are too balanced, especially without Ramsey at quarterback. Though I'm going to say it one more time, Dylan Klein-Edler is not going to melt. 
He's not going to melt in the backfield. But I'm also taking Romeo, and I think it is Romeo that moves to 3-0 and and keeps their spot right behind Chippewa Valley. One left, Dakota at Anchor Bay, and you and I are still kind of flipping our brains over on Dakota. I mean, if you told me two weeks ago I had Dakota at five, I'd slap myself and say, leave. Like, what are you yeah, doing here? You and maybe you, I should slap myself anyway. You don't, don't deserve know. to have a podcast. Yeah, take your podcast and get out of here. Dakota bounced back in a big way last week. They put up seven touchdowns at home against Frazier. This is also, it's worth noting, their first road game, right? They played the first two at Dakota. I have a really hard time with this because you know how you know I love Anchor Bay. I don't know what it is. You got a soft spot for the Tars. I do. There's a magnetism between me and Anchor Bay, but I look at a team like Dakota who I know you go into their locker room and their goals have not changed. They still are going to win the Mac Red. They're still going to advance past the district finals. That's what Greg Bauer and his staff is talking about. I guarantee it. And I look at Anchor Bay and I just, until they can show me they know how to finish, I know they know how to work. I, I know that they can play in spurts. We've seen them. They've led at some point in time in their first two games, three straight home games, and can't start 0-3. It's just, ugh. Okay, so Dakota, yes, they were number five on both of our power rankings, but don't let that fool you. No. This is still a very good yes. football team. This is a team that by the end of the season, could be number two three, in the power two, rankings. Three, yeah. It's not. They're not going to stay at five. Yeah, it's, they're not going to stay at five. This is early in the season. This is an Anchor Bay team that has struggled starting off 0-2 like that. Those were the games they should have won. This is a game that they probably won't win. So I've got, you know, Dakota is definitely going to walk away with a win on this one. And I don't think it tells much about Dakota. I don't think this helps our cause for to be in that top two, top three debate, because I think it's going to be a fairly easy victory for the Cougars. The only thing that I think will be telling is if Dakota revisits some of the mistakes they made against Orchard Lake St. Mary's in week one. And I'm not trying to give a lose valiantly speech for Anchor Bay, because what they need to do is go out and win. Anchor Bay needs to beat Dakota. Are they going to? I don't think so. But that's what they need to do. They yeah, need to. They, they, they put themselves in a spot where this is a must win. Well, Anchor Bay, you remember from last season, they didn't get any wins in the Mac Red. Their division play, they didn't win any games. So for them at this stage, they need to get a victory just to put it up there, put put up a win. You don't want to go winless on the season. And not that I think that's going to happen, but it's not going to get easier in division play. So Dakota, I, like I said, I'm giving it to them on this, this one. I'm going to give it to Dakota as well. Here's what I will say. And again, I'm not trying to give like a moral victory speech here, but Anchor Bay, if they're not going to win, they have to make Dakota earn it. They've got to find a way to put Dakota in a tough spot at some point or multiple points throughout the game. This cannot just be a walkthrough for Dakota. Anchor Bay has to eliminate that. And again, I think that is possible. I mean, do I think it's going to be, what was it last week against Frazier? 49-14? I mean, no. Yeah, but Frazier's not a good football team. I mean, that was... Right. We'll see what happens, but I don't have a whole lot of faith in Anchor Bay. You can only make decisions. You can only form opinions. You should only form opinions based on the things that you've seen. And that's what we've seen so far. So I'm taking Dakota as well. And Zach, let's throw something new in there. How about a player to watch 
this week as we open mag play. I know you have your nomination, so I'll let you go first. Myron Harris from Chippewa Valley. I think not just because of the start he's had so far, but because of how his game is going to impact the result of the mm-hmm. Eisenhower Chippewa Valley matchup, especially going up against such a good defense in Eisenhower. He's going to be my player to watch this week. I'm going to throw a different one out there from a different game. I'm throwing Dylan Kleinedler out there, Stevenson's backup quarterback. I like that. How will he weather the storm against a really good Romeo defense against a balanced Romeo team? He's going to have the crowd behind him. He's going to have the student section there. The community is going to come out. Will he be able to use that as wind in his sails? Plus, I tell you, coming in in spot relief like that, throwing a touchdown pass, I was impressed the way he handled himself, and I'm curious to see what he's made out of. Keep engaging with us on yeah. Twitter. We You've love the ideas. feedback. We'll we we want to hear your opinion, your thoughts. Share the podcast at MacAttackPodcast.com. Maybe you've got a player that you're going to watch this week. Maybe you've got thoughts on who's going to win these games this week. Why don't you tweet them at us? You can comment on our Facebook page. Certainly one more time, Chippewa, Romeo, Dakota. Those are our picks. You'll hear us on Saturday morning back in your feed with a week three recap. Zach, I can't wait. Let's go. It's Mac Red Division play, baby. Gotta love it. Mac Attack in full force back in your feed on Saturday. Thanks for listening to the Mac Attack Podcast with Zach and Zach. For more, visit MacAttackPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MacAttackPod. And don't forget to like the Mac Attack with Zach and Zach on Facebook. The Mac Attack Podcast is sponsored in part by FAMS Printing, your source for screen printing and embroidered apparel. From school teams to businesses big and small, FAMS Printing does it all. FAMS can even set you up with your very own web store. Visit our website at www.famsprinting.com and ask how they can give your next order the primo stamp of approval.